0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and others. We'll get a little bit more into the show details in a second, but first, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined across the... no longer the power of the internet. I almost said it again.
1: Joined across the table. Joined across the table (laughs) to
0: my right. My co-host Rachel Mogan Bonjourno. Bonjourno, How are you? This this uh, this episode recording has been a long time coming. It's been a long
1: time coming. We kept having to <laughs> delay and delay and delay, and it was both of us. Like your AC broke. My
0: AC went out for and like the last we, week. We and it was terrible. We
1: didn't want to go back to virtual recording again because it's like no, it's terrible. We made well, it this far.
0: <laughs> we two things. Yes, we have made it this far. We're on the other side. We no longer want we, remote recording is our last option nowadays again. Yeah, because we're like this is so much more fun.
1: Yeah, this is so, and this is an episode where it's like we really kind of need oh, to yeah. be able to like talk about all the decisions so it's and not worry collab- about
0: discord cutting yes. out like 30 seconds no, of our no, talk no. when we start talking over each other on accident we can talk over each other all day yeah, exactly long. but uh but no so yes we would try to do today's episode we are going to be giving our review of the full complete game of tell me why by don't not and uh the reason why we wanted to play and review this game is that uh since and our goal originally was to have this review out before the end of June, which is Pride Month. Uh, and so, you know, that I didn't think happen because, th- like, we got around to it, then it was time to record. My AC broke, and I'm sorry. We could have done remote, but it was just too damn hot in my office by the end of the day. Yeah,
1: and nobody wants to be sitting there on a high def webcam just, just sweating. sweating bullets. Oh, and it would have been bad. You oh, would have seen God. it dripping
0: down my face. My shirt probably would have gone like a couple shades darker. Yeah, it just would not have been. It a fun wouldn't time.
1: have been good. Uh, and anyways, I contend <laughs> that there shouldn't be just one month of <laughs> really exactly. To- Exactly. <laughs> We're not we didn't do that. Every day, all day twenty four seven statement. Exactly. That's what We're it is. We're continuing
0: yeah. Pride Month. This is this Every is just
1: month. Pride Month Part Two, Electric Pride alo.
0: <laughs> nice yeah, sunny reference. There, I love it. Is it? <laughs> yeah, well Maybe oh it wasn't intentionally. We were just talking about I, it's always I sunny think it's in Philadelphia. It's just become such a meme that I always hear people say "Part Two Electric Boogaloo." It's because as, in, in uh, Always Sunny they they bring about that. Have you watched the episode Chardy McDennis where it's about their like their like made up board game that they have?
1: Maybe. So they that have that episode. Familiar, but... Then
0: the season 11 premiere. Oh, which God. I didn't literally make it that just watched it. Oh, we okay. literally just watched this episode. That's why I know. It's called Charlie McDennis 2 with Electric Boogaloo. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't know that. That's really funny, though. Oh,
0: man. So, anyway, yes, we are here we uh, have put it off sorry we didn't quite make it into the official pride month but here in pride month 2.0 we don't really give a shit about (laughs) that we don't care (laughs) and we're here to give you a full review of don't nods tell me why but a little bit about that in a second you can find the show on social media such as facebook twitter and instagram join our discord server where you can have a lot of great fun conversation with us about gaming topics non-gaming topics really whatever you want to talk about we're there to talk about it with you and it's a lot of fun and then finally if you want to help make the show bigger and better, you can head over to patreon.com slash Where, whereas for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And in return, we'll give you cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release, access to a private channel on our Discord server, the Rogues Gallery. And for our $5 uh, patrons, you can also get two-week early access to our subsidiary show, Team Chit Chat, where Mogan and I talk about things that are not video game-related at all. Well, they can be video game-adjacent. They just cannot be a gaming topic, such as like I talked about Castlevania. The I show. was going
1: to say, for example, Blockbuster did technically do video game rentals. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That should have been taken and out. On our the last... most recent episode, Team Chat podcast, we talked about Jared gave us the story of the
0: last, the last
1: Blockbuster. Blockbuster,
0: which is a great documentary. Nobody should go fun. watch it. But if you want to hear me talk about it more, check out our most recent episode of Team Chit Chat, where you can hear about that. But if you can't support the show, that's no big deal monetarily wise. That is, that's <laughs> no big deal. We uh, totally understand. But there are a lot of great ways that you can help make the show bigger and better as well by like uh subscribing or uh yeah subscribing wherever you watch or listen to the show telling your friends writing us reviews all that great stuff helps get the word of team chat podcast out there to the masses and we appreciate and love and just you know heart emojis everyone viewers listeners patrons alike we got you thank you for having us
1: Thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it, but while you were talking, a fender fur or a birdie fur—probably fender fur—floated directly no, into in the one, spout. Huh? I did manage to get it out because it got hung up, but Ooh. I was like, "What are the chances?" <laughs> I'm just am
0: assuming that my stomach is just lined, it just lined it has with just like furs. a lining of fur. If on the anything, because at this point, I've given up trying to eat ch- you. Maybe that's to,
1: why you run so hot. You have so much interior. What's it called? Insulation. insulation. Yeah. That's
0: probably very true.
1: Yeah, man, well, I hadn't I thought about that. Get that cleaned out.
0: I should, but uh, so we're gonna jump into this. But also, people, because it is, uh, it's been a little bit in there are delays. It is July fourth when we are recording this episode. Happy
1: Day. Happy Merkiday!
0: <laughs> Merka, <laughs> fuck, fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And as such, it's a Sunday morning, and it's one of our uh, traditions, Sam and I's tradition, to watch the hot dog eating contest, which is taking place in 10 minutes. Oh, my God. So uh, we're going to get started into this because we needed to get going. But Sam's going to bust in here in a second. And let us know Why when Why don't we just time. do the little
1: moment with Mogan for these 10 minutes, and we'll really drag it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll just talk, All we'll right, just we'll talk just, about everything we'll just on that. We'll shoot the
0: shit. <laughs> so before we get into the main topic of the day and our brief intermission to go watch some hot dogs being wolfed down, <laughs> we're going to get a little bit of news and what's coming out soon. In moment with
1: First of all, I don't consent to the hot dog eating competition.
0: <laughs> You're going to have to watch it anyway. I'm going to have here. to
1: watch it anyways. God, just thinking about it makes me feel a little queasy. <laughs> it looks gross. Oh, gross. Those wet,
0: mushy buns just...
1: Oh, God, don't even say chilled. it. Ew. <laughs> I might actually barf. Okay, because we oh, had to delay man. so many times, sorry again, we are going to backtrack a little bit. All so right. starting, I'm, I'm just going to arbitrarily pick a day all right so as of june 25th because this is one of the only games i'm scrolling through that i'm like yeah i would play that uh as of june 25th mario golf super <sighs> rush has uh, released for the nintendo switch obviously exclusively i do actually enjoy uh sports games mm-hmm. but only for sports that don't matter like golf <laughs> like golf <laughs> <laughs> like golf, fishing, uh, yeah. ping pong, mm-hmm. that boxing thing from Wii Sports. Man, that was fun. Wii Do you Sports the, was a jam,
0: the paintball games they would have. Like no. why that needed to be a video game when you've already got like Call of Duty. And also, stuff. Like, that's just how's SWAT that going to give you a, exactly? Yeah. Like how's that going to give you the rush?
1: <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> uh, anyways, Mario Golf Super Rush is out now for the Switch. Scarlet Nexus. I've actually heard a little bit about this game, and I it have- sounds
0: interesting. I have like no idea what the game is, but I've heard a lot of people saying it's good.
1: So, what I... Is there not also... I don't know why I'm asking you. I don't think you would know this, but somebody else, is there not also an anime called Scarlet Nexus? And if yes, is this game based on the anime or vice versa? Or... Are they both based on a light novel that was made into an anime that they made into a video game, which frequently happens more than you would think. Anyways, Scarlet Nexus (laughs) is out now uh, and it's available for PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, Xbox One and PC. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 made their way to the Switch as of June 25 as well. I don't know what this game is, but it has one of those exceptionally JRPG titles. So I'm going to go on ahead and put my money on JRPG. Okay. Ender Lilies, Quietus of the Nights.
0: <laughs> Quietus of the Nights, plural.
1: Quietus of the Nights, plural. And Nights is like the fighty Nights, not, okay. not the nighttime okay. Nights. Uh, anyways, that's out for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. Curved Space don't know what that is. Sounds fun. Uh, is out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, PS4, Xbox One, and PC on June 29th. Destroy All Humans! Oh. This is the remake, right? Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. It has come to the Switch on June 29th as well. Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny. God, the Disgaea series has been going for 10,000 years and it'll never stop. Uh, that is out for Nintendo Switch now as well. Doom Eternal has made its way to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S. Oh! Oh! I I didn't know this. Oh my God. Such excitement. This one's actually exciting for me. Sky Children of the Light. Previously a mobile only title Mm -hmm. has been ported to the Switch. Oh my God. So that's out as of June 29th as well. I'm actually going to go play that game. Okay. Sky Children of the Light is from that game company. Makers of Journey. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Oh. okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And I don't know. I don't know how they would have enabled this for the Switch. Probably poorly, sorry Nintendo, Uh, but Sky Children of the Light is actually meant to be a very intentionally online experience, so I'm probably going to pick this up and play it and maybe even review it. Well, how about that? Yeah, how about them apples? Anyways, Sky Children of the Light from the makers of Journey. Uh, It's apparently really, really good. Uh, I've talked about it a lot for Android Central uh, because the Android and iOS versions are extremely highly rated. People Mm -hmm. love this game. Uh, And it looks really cute. So just look up some of the art and be like, if that's your jam, just go for it. Uh, Anyways, Spirit of... Glad I backtracked. Damn, I may not have ever known. Great discovery. Yeah, Spirit of the North is also out now for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. Another one that got a weird port, but I'm happy about it. Doki Doki Literature Club. Plus. Do you know what Doki Doki Literature Club is? Only
0: by name, because I saw it Kind of Funny was streaming it.
1: Yes, I really cannot say Recently. anything about it without giving too much away, other than that it is a dating sim game. So it's kind we of like, like a, a visual novel dating sim-esque game, but it's got some really interesting plot going on. So Doki Doki Literature Club Plus is now out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It was already out for, for PC, but whatever. Uh, oh, probably not the plus version i don't know mm. what's new in the plus version that's a that's a big old mystery to me Greedfall, a game i forgot about is out now for ps5 and xbox series play and that one. yeah it looks interesting i know it
0: came out for ps plus not too long ago and I so i'm wondering now <laughs> if this ps5 version is going to be available through like if i can upgrade it through that or if it's different. Good question. Probably.
1: But definite. we are finally catching up to July. So as of July 1st, Operation Tango has released for Xbox Series X and S and Xbox One. That game actually looks fun. It's like a co-op spies and hackers game kind mm-hmm. of thing. It looks really fun. Oh, mm-hmm. This one I do care about. A Plague Tale Innocence, That's which is also July's PS Plus for PlayStation 5 game
0: yes yes I think I believe so
1: yeah so for PS5 this is the PS Plus game of the month if you're only on PS4 Sorry, you still have to pay for
0: it. But and you can still download it. But You can still, you can still, still add it to your library. Yes. You just can't play it until you got that PS5. Uh,
1: anyways, that mm-hmm. is now out for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and S, and the Switch. Good for them. And then coming out on July 6th, we have, oh my God, another East. We have, oh, <laughs> how, how many, many is there? this? Okay, this one is number nine. So we have East S. Nine Monstrum Nox, for Switch and PC. Coming up on July 8th, we have Sam and Max. This time it's virtual for the <laughs> Oculus Quest. Okay fascinating and then on july 9th we have monster hunter stories two wings of ruin i'm actually pretty excited about that game that's coming out for switch and pc rounding us out on the 13th then we have curved space for switch where the heart leads for ps5 and ps4 lost at sea for ps5 xbox series X and pc and that's everything that gets us through the middle of july
0: there we go Boom. jesus that was a good list good yeah. solid list some good, good discoveries solid on there list um but
1: Sky, Shelter of the Light. That's the only game I actually care about. And, go, and play now that you're game. go play it. You're yeah. gonna go play it. You're gonna go out there and
0: play it. Speaking of playing games like we often do on this show.
1: <laughs> do we though? <laughs> what if that was the what was that was what if that was the long con that we'd actually never, never played? Never played a video games. game. We just watch a whole yeah. lot of YouTube videos. Even the streams we spoofed. Like we had other people actually play the games and we yeah, we're, were just, just pretending to Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. all fake. That's us. We've we're, been lying. What's, about what's it the, the, the whole band time. that
0: did that? That lip synced their whole thing? Millie Vanilli.
1: We're the milli vanilla, the video, milli vanilla games. video games. That should be our new tagline. <laughs> Team Chat Podcast, we're the milli vanilla video
0: games. Just tagline just gets longer and longer down our shirts.
1: Oh, that would be really that funny. That would be really
0: funny. Uh, but no, I have actually done what I thought was impossible.
1: <gasps> Can I take a guess? Yes, you may. Did you finish? Assassin's Creed, Val, Val Halen? I have, Van Halen.
0: I have finished oh Assassin's Creed. Valhalla. God, you didn't explode. Sorry, didn't I didn't go. know I needed yeah. to. Sorry, you always explode.
1: <laughs> but yes, you uncultured swine. It is done. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear your full review. It's going to be. I'm so a excited. Doozy. Yeah. It's going to be so long. I'm just going to be able to sit here and get smashed
0: <laughs> Just like throw back just beers. Just back. like I threw back many a horn of mead <laughs> in Valhalla, <laughs> so shall you throw back mead many cans of, of, of the fucking lone breeze. star.
1: <laughs> the finest lone star <laughs> available in Texas.
0: But yes, oh that God. is done. Uh, so I am will be having a review of that soon. And then. Um, Because that now freed up a little bit of gaming real estate in my brain. I started also Hades finally. I
1: saw that on the Switch the other day. Your little icon came (sighs) up and it said Hades, and I was like, "He's doing it!"
0: So fucking good, Oh, my
1: god. So I'm so
0: set. I'm so I I knew it was going to be great. It's super giant, but I kicked myself for not getting it sooner. I don't know why I didn't do it and didn't start sooner. But I have because I again was getting sucked back into Civ Six. I'm like, I just can't do this. I can't keep going back and repeating bad habits. Damn you,
1: Civ (laughs) Six. So
0: I said, so I said, no, I'm doing something new because I knew that was a good like pick up, put down, can you know, it can take a lot of hours, it can take five minutes kind of thing. And so uh I actually just before we started re- recording defeated the first fury. And so cleared the first area, so I'm doing good. Okay. There, blew it up that time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's a, it's been a great
1: game. Jared and I were texting last night about just like today's time and stuff. And I was late anyways, sorry. Um, but I was like, actually, we can't do Tell Me Why anymore. Because I know you're playing Hades, we have to do Jared's top three waifus the, from Hades. Oh, man. I mean, waifus yeah. and who's Waifus I mean, and who's Bondos. Uh, so because you're now playing this game, I never wanted to play it alone because I always felt like we wouldn't. Started. I know. I didn't so I'm gonna probably play it now so you that have it we already? can do no, but I can get it.
0: Yeah. I, I know you can. <laughs> I was just wondering if you already what, have No, it. I don't already have it.
1: But yeah, I'm probably gonna pick it up now so that eventually you and I can do either a first impressions oh. and or a full review. That'd oh, be so great. We and then maybe we can get that. Bro Mogan on. He yeah. loves that game. It's fantastic. Or game. at least we can get him on for the top ranking top three waifus, because I think that that's an episode that we have to do. Oh, by far. Point. Yeah.
0: Everybody yeah. like Everybody loves that game yes. for the people. I think it.
1: that would be extremely fun. I saw
0: so many like tweet, tweets and stuff going out when they, everybody being like, "Well, oh, I never was prepared for the buy energy that's in this game. And I was like, yeah, I see that.
1: <laughs> Finally, 2020. 20. Uh, oh, it sucks that we're no longer in the teens because we can't say 20 gay teen anymore. Damn it. We got to figure out something else for the 2020s. <laughs> <laughs> something else as that has as good of a ring to it. Yeah, that just always had a good ring to it. For yep. sure.
0: Bummer. Okay, well, this seems like a good stopping point for yeah, a chance. Trans- we've come to a natural. We we just uh, transition into our full review, <laughs> so we're gonna go watch people eat hot dogs. Real Gross. Quick, I'm not and looking we will forward be to it. Right back. Well, everyone, we're back. Thank you for that brief interruption, which was no time at all for you. But we just got to watch ten minutes of men shoving hot dogs down their throats. It so. was
1: disgusting. <laughs> it's for time you'd ever oh seen it. Oh huh? my god, I'd never seen a hot dog eating competition before in action. Most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I almost threw up. <laughs> I, I had to eventually just avert my eyes because I couldn't. I like the the. Tating is fine, but good Lord.
0: I, I will say the like the, the waterlogged hot dog oh bun, just like being smashed. I can't, I don't even oh. want to know what that texture is like. Oh God. That's disgusting. I'm
1: okay, going to barf. <laughs>
0: okay, we'll move on then. We'll move on to more fun topics, uh, for more video game related topics now for you all. And we will do our full review of uh, Tell Me Why. So quick little note about this one. That's it's a pretty
1: hard much... turn from hot dogs <laughs> to Tell Me Why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will say, being that these uh, these games like that Donut makes like Life is Strange, Tell Me Why, and all that stuff, it is basically impossible to talk about the game without talking about its story. We have
1: to, we, so have, to, we have to do. All this the spoilers. is full spoilers. Yeah. So full spoilers.
0: if you haven't played Tell Me Why and you want to keep some of that uh, info secret until you play, this is not the podcast episode. It's for not. You. Skip. It. But if you don't care about spoilers and you, or you play the game already, strap in because here we go. You've been warned. All right. So tell me why. Chapter one. Chapter one. Homecoming. So. I'm sure that's what it was called. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. But yeah. So, Spider-Man uh, 50
1: Homecoming. Oh, yeah. There yeah. was a Spider-Man There is a Spider-Man, Spider-Man right. Homecoming. Yeah.
0: Uh, but so, yeah. Tell me why is another game by Dontnod. And... Who are the creators and developers of uh, the Life is Strange series? Now,
1: quick note: Although Don't Nod still produced this game, the original team that made Life is Strange didn't work on it. Is that correct? Because
0: something, like something that. there is some difference, or it's like, yeah. or it's just not. Because now Deck Nine is making the, the yes, Life is Strange games. Yes, that's what I mean.
1: Games. Is that there was a split somewhere? Yeah,
0: but Don't Nod still did this one. Yes, and so it originally came out. I want to say 2019. Can do a quick little Google yeah, on didn't that look because it up I fans. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, d- we never. We knew. just played the game. We don't, don't look I feel at like it. Like
1: it was more recent than that. Was it not twenty twenty? Maybe it was last year. I don't know. Oh yeah,
0: August twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Okay, that okay. was right. So. Um, sure, okay. It is different from a life exchange game in the fact that it was only 3 episodes long mm-hmm. as opposed to 5. It did do the full episodic the full episode release thing. We played it in June when the whole game was out and free, so we got to play it all at once, which yes. I still hold oh, is the better way to do it.
1: We already mentioned this, right, that Don't Nod made the game free for Pride month.
0: We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when we announced we were going oh, to do okay. it gotcha. because that was kind of like the impetus of like, oh, yeah, sure, let's gotcha. do this. Let's,
1: well, you know, th- the point is Don't Nod made a cool move and they made the full Tell Me Why game free on Steam for all of Pride Month. So, yes. awesome. What a great move. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Every game about anyone on the LGBTQIA plus spectrum should be free during Pride
0: Month. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I, I 100% support that. <laughs> it's also a very... And one of the things that made the, this game very... uh You know, impactful and very special. Also, is that it is the first game to feature a transgender character. Yeah, like as a protagonist, as a protagonist, like one of the main characters that you play of. And so, I guess before we jump into the story of it all, how does this one feel to you as as compared to an other other Life is Strange don't nod games? Because like it started, and I was like. This is Life is Strange Yeah, it's yeah don't it
1: nod. is it, This is Life is Strange You know first, I, first of all I don't know why They didn't call it Life is Strange Because it's Life is Strange
0: I know I <laughs> am kind of interested like the, Why it's like Why it is different yeah, Why they can or or I, I don't know Because it's kind of like Almost like Before the Storm Before the Storm Is still though called Life is Strange Before the Storm But yeah. it's kind of A separate story I don't understand No why this isn't In See,
1: that's canon Of the Life is Strange like, Universe I feel like This came maybe After the internal Break was happening So okay. maybe they lost The right To actually call Life is Strange. Hmm. I don't know. That's pure conjecture. That could absolutely not be true. But uh, in general, I will absolutely say that I agree uh, that it felt just like Life is Strange in terms of both the atmosphere, the fact that even though it's in Alaska, it just it looks exactly like Portland yeah (laughs) they cannot they cannot cannot get away away from from that aesthetic so I even
0: love that in the upcoming true colors they're not gonna be in Oregon but they're just gonna be in Colorado they
1: they only so when they were making like the clothing packs for life is strange they only had access to denim and plaid and all of the others would have cost too much more so they were like "Mm, can't Mm. do it we gotta we gotta pretend like they're all taking place in in Portland Oregon and nowhere else (laughs) so they're stuck in that so aesthetically it looks and feels exactly like Life is Strange. I will, however, say that I thought there was a significant increase in graphic quality. Oh, yes. This game looked really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, For the most part, I was actually quite impressed with both how the characters looked and how the environments particularly looked. I thought there was so much care put into the game. This is something very small, but I was like, wow, why would they bother doing that? In one of the, not... In one of the opening scene of chapter two, mm-hmm. uh, young characters are running through a hallway and on the wall next to them is just one of those like random things of slim tubing that is like bolted to the wall because it's like a cable or something. Yeah. I was like, why? Why'd they put that there? <laughs> they didn't have to, but <laughs> they,
0: they chose to. So. <laughs>
1: and I was just like, "That's the kind of realism I'm here for."
0: <laughs> I will say, I completely agree that the, it does look like each one. They keep making it better and better, yeah. and it looks from how it looks. But still, though, like I, while I appreciate the care they put into that, I really do wish for like the next one, or especially even like True Colors, that they update the. Whatever they do for facial animation, facial.
1: I, thought I was gonna say the exact it's same just, thing. It's
0: just it's it's good, yes. but it's not. There are still many times like there was one point I remember where one, one of the characters Allison is uh, sleeping, I believe, or something like that, and and it just looked odd and like or like you, when they scream, you can't tell the difference between like they're scared or or surprised.
1: Yes, so that's that kind Exactly of thing. the it's just same. Like,
0: and in these games where like the the emotion is so important and and like that is like a very key part of the storytelling, it's I can't help but feel that disconnect.
1: I completely understand. Specifically, there were a few scenes where I had that exact same reaction primarily i don't know if you felt this way as well i felt like it was the most noticeable that the facial animations were not even close to the emotion being portrayed by the voice actors and actresses which was excellent yes the voice acting in this game is great
0: there were some exceptions we'll talk about we'll talk about those there were (laughs) a couple people that i was like not great two main characters
1: though Top, the, yeah, oh yeah, the tier. two main characters did an, an incredible job Which we in should, both their We should their, give
0: those a, sh- a shout out. in quick.
1: both their younger forms and their adult forms because yes. tell me why we actually haven't really set up the premise yet but it flips back and forth between the past and the future for a few uh key scenes. Specifically the two main characters Tyler and Allison whenever they're portrayed as children 10 years ago when they would have been, what, 10 or 11? They would, I believe like so because they they're about, 21 yeah, yeah, in, yeah, in they, current time. Yeah, they, they would be about 10 or 11. For the children's faces in particular, I consistently felt like they, they just couldn't, couldn't get emotion Mm -hmm. to show for like the childlike faces more so than i felt like was true for the adult faces and i don't know why if that was just my perception or if there actually was something different Mm -hmm. about like the child models that they just couldn't couldn't get to rig properly i don't know if you had that same experience but i thought the child faces specifically looked much worse or not looked behaved much less naturally than the adult faces did which also wasn't anytime they were trying to portray extreme anger or sadness yeah those are like those two couldn't they they they, happiness they've got they, they like did a good job yeah perfectly acceptable but any like strong sadness or anger or anxiety i just feel like they could never quite get to
0: yeah i agree Uh, But to give a shout out to the voice actors, uh, Erica Lindbeck plays Allison Ronan, and August Aiden plays Tyler Ronan, who also, uh, working with this, and I think a great thing that Don't Nod did, is that August Aiden is a trans man to do the voice for Tyler.
1: We have to clap into the microphones very quietly. (laughs) Yay, representation. I know, it's awesome.
0: (laughs) It was very cool to see that and to see the story, which I also, like, it's a very dark Story. Yeah, I it thought is. darker. Like, oh my God. This one. Okay. So w- we should probably tell what this yes. one's about. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's do some setup let's first some and setup. then we'll get back we'll to get it. We'll get some structure in okay. the review. Here we <clears throat> go.
0: So, uh, tell me why is a story of two twins, Tyler and Alison Ronan, uh, who, when they were in their, when they were like 11 years in the, in the past, the past events
1: growing up in growing rural up in Alaska, rural,
0: like it's like out there, out there. like yeah. a tiny little Delos crossing is what yeah. the name, the name of the town. And, uh, they suffered a traumatic event, primarily the death of their mother, through uh, what looked to be and is revealed shortly thereafter in the thing th- through one of the kids, uh, or, or sorry, Tyler. Wait, I'm getting confused now. Tyler, Tyler, he- yes, yes. K- killed their killed their mother, and so Tyler has been gone at a like a basically juvie yeah, slash like a youth.
1: It looks more center. like it is definitely. A form of juvenile to deten- juvenile detention, but it looks more like one of those, I guess, like, it's not really prison. It's more yeah. like a correctional home mm-hmm. for, I guess, troubled youths or, or something. But, yeah, it's called Fireweed.
0: Right. So he had been at Fireweed for a long time, for those 10 years, and is now finally making his way back to Dallas Crossing and is reunited with his sister, Allison. And they're there. Allison has still let, lived in the city the whole time. Yeah. But then they're now there and coming back together because they're going to sell their old childhood home. So they're obviously going through it, cleaning it up, and all this other stuff. But not long after they're at the home and start their cleanup, they realize that this old ability that they had when they were kids, and I don't think they really recognized it as an ability when they were kids, but they called it the voice, where they can uh, telepathically communicate with each other which, you know, there's a lot of science behind that already with twins and, like, being able to feel or think the same things and all that. So it's just kind of, like, a cool expounding upon that theory. And so they can then remember, also, specific memories. And those memories you can then play back for each other. Yeah. Similar how in, like, Life is Strange, Max Caulfield, she could rewind time and go through things again uh, in the upcoming True Colors. Uh, Alex is going to be able to... uh, identify with people's imp- uh, emotions and empathy and yeah. stuff like that.
1: And the way that that's kind of portrayed In the gameplay is that anytime Allison and or Tyler are able to view a scene from the past, there's like this slight sparkle effect on screen. Mm -hmm. And once you're kind of within range of the memory, if you hold down, I think it's like the space button and then the mouse. Did you play this
0: on PC, too? I did, too. Like, I don't know why. It was free on all platforms. But for whatever reason, I was like, I want to play this on Steam. Me, too. Yeah. So I was playing
1: it. So for starters, real not going to derail myself we will talk about that in a second okay. but yeah you basically come within range of a memory it looks like just sort of a shining outline yep. and then as you bring the memory into focus it eventually becomes ghostly figures that you will actually view move around in the environment and be able to hear so they're not necessarily cut scenes it's more like a little cut scene happening in real life
0: yeah so so you go through those and that and so then it becomes basically not too long into this and they're and they're trying to clean up their the house and everything, you realize maybe things that happened in the past aren't exactly how things went down, how yeah. they remembered them. So it launches them into an investigation to try to figure out what really happened that night, what really happened to their mother. Yes. So with that all set up, That's the we can now continue on yeah. to some things. Um, the one takeaway that I had about this is this is what... Tell me why... Played and was what. Basically, tell me why I played better and was what Life is Strange 2 should have been.
1: I was totally thinking the same thing. Like when I was re-ranking these in my mind, Life is Strange first is still Still number number one. one. Yeah. And then Life is Strange 2 is so far in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It's so far down there. And then Tell Me Why easily jumped over it. Because even though, and I I thought about this again because I think this is still true about why I had such a disconnect with Life is Strange 2 versus now the first game and Tell Me Why I am the kind of player that needs a mystery. Yes. Both Life is Strange and Tell Me Why have a central mystery mm-hmm. at the core of what's going on. In a...
0: Uh, Two.
1: No, the first game... Max, Max. I was like, Matt, I know that's not right. (laughs) In Max's case, it's that she's got this crazy time travel ability and someone has died and she's trying to reverse time, but then all this other shit happens. So it creates a mystery in the process. With Tell Me Why, you are literally investigating something that happened in the past. It kind of felt like one of the Nancy Drew games and I was like, hell (laughs) yes, I'm here for this. I need to be down for that. In Life is Strange 2, just things happened. Right. Things happen and you're reacting to them, and there is no mystery. It was never really explored or expanded on regarding uh, Sean. Sean and Daniel. Daniel. Regarding Daniel's telepathic abilities. They never circled back to that. Right. So it's he just was like just he like, oh, no, he just has them. And then you're just basically running from the law for the whole game, and there's nothing. I felt very goalless yeah. because the only goal was escape and I'm not as, not nearly as motivated as by escape as I am investigate. Right, right. I need to investigate and tell me why I did that so
0: much better? Because it's not, because there is a lot with the life of strange games going around and just it, clicking on random points of interest in rooms. And when a lot of that in, Life is Strange 2 was just that. They were things that you would look on that would give like some tiny insight into Sean and Daniel's lives. This one, you were doing that because you were trying to find clues. You're trying to see if there's something else out there that was going to give you more answers. And, but the other part of why I thought Tell Me Why was so much better and did things so much better than Life is Strange 2 is that it handled having two main characters so much better.
1: It did. This was, I totally agree.
0: Sean and Daniel, you played as Sean. And you would basically instruct Daniel on what to do and things to do, because Daniel was the one with the power, Sean did not. And tell me why you play as both Tyler and Allison and have different parts of of the story, it will switch to the other's perspective and I love that
1: I, I I didn't actually know if they were going to do that because I the only thing that I knew about Tell Me Why in advance was the base premise and right. that was it I didn't know anything about the gameplay so when you started as Tyler I was like oh well Tyler's the main character mm-hmm. you're going to continue to play as Tyler and then when it pretty quickly switched over to Alice and I was like oh okay uh, this I'm more on board now because I liked being able to explore both sides of their experience and I I definitely didn't think that the game was going to have that be a central point of contention. Right. Is how each of them remember events, what their perspective was, and how that's informing their current selves. So by being able to play as both characters, you absolutely did get so much more connection with each of them. And you never had that in Life is Strange 2.
0: No. And too, like, I thought just the story was way more compact. Like, there was never a point where I'm like, what am I doing here? Right. You know, like, Life is Strange 2, it just had... its tangents and and even like i would i would even say well no not i wasn't gonna say i don't think there was a moment in life of strange one but like I, i'm glad they kept it to three chapters because it's like they knew what we're doing it here it was compact we know what's what we're the story we're trying to tell and they told it excellently so and i and i agree like the points where you would have because there would be different parts in the story different beats where tyler and allison would remember things differently yeah. then you like those are the big turning point parts of the game would be when you'd have to choose whose memory you wanted to yeah. um, you wanted to remember as the correct way things went down. But so you basically, you get into the town, you go see your house, you uncover this mystery that you have to figure out, and then you go in, around town and you meet some of the key players. You meet the sheriff, who was the sheriff uh, during the who, events of 10 years prior. Yeah, the sheriff who, is, who
1: arrested Tyler right. when he was 11 years old and sent him to Juvie.
0: Right. And then, um, and then you also, and who Allison has been living with. Uh, This whole time while Tyler has been gone. And then you meet uh, the owners of the grocery store where their mother worked and that they were obviously close to. And like the wife of the Tess was very close friends with their with Marianne, their mother. So you meet them and then you also meet uh,
1: Sam, Sam Kansky.
0: Yes. Sam Kansky, the neighbor who like kind of hung around. And so those are kind of like the the. The main people. You also meet Allison's friend, Michael, who works, at the, who works at the grocery store. He was a lot of fun. I liked Allison him, did too. I also love
1: Sam, though, because Sam is like an older man who's also a... Not necessarily bumbling, but definitely probably has an alcohol problem. Yeah, 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 But yeah. he's been coming over to check on the house during this entire 10 years just to like, upkeep it, just to help out around the place. Right. And it becomes pretty clear from talking to him that he obviously had feelings for their mother right. when she was still alive. So, his, I liked Sam. I thought he was really sweet.
0: Yeah. And that's another mystery of it, too. You don't know who their father is yeah. in this so whole thing. Yeah,
1: so their father has been out of the picture, and they don't even really mention him. The twins don't until the second chapter. Right. And Then he's I was like, oh, yeah, we don't know
0: who he is yeah. and then that becomes kind of a, another point that they're trying to figure out. But the whole thing about this and the kind of the main conflict of why they even want to dig in and figure out what really did happen is cuz for all these years Tyler has had it in his mind and it shows this through flashbacks. Again, we're getting into spoiler territory. So you uh, don't want to know out, if it's, it's like all it's spoilers all spoilers all the time. Uh so, you know, through flashbacks we see that Tyler's memory of the of that night is that his mom was going to kill him because he had recent he had cut his hair into like and was in the beginning stages of re, of real coming out as trans and so he thought that his mother was having a very very negative reaction to that gave her some kind of mental breakdown and was coming after them. because he he comes across her in their barn loading a shotgun saying i'm going to kill him yeah. and all this stuff and so tyler has this memory of that he runs to the dock the mom their mom chases them chases him out there and that's when you know the the events occur and so it's one of those things which we then see in that initial story, like first, like ending of that first chapter, I want to say it's actually Allison is the one who kills the mom stabs yep. her in defense of Tyler. And she falls into the lake and, and drowns. So
1: that is like the big reveal of the first chapter. Right. And I will say that the first chapter was, it definitely felt really slow for me. And chapter one, the kind of the whole time I was like, I don't Not know feeling about it. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worried it was going to be another Life is Strange 2, which, you know, I know people like that game, <laughs> but, like, but we didn't. We just didn't. So we're going to use that as our point of reference. Uh, so I was really kind of concerned that I was going to be bored the whole time, which, by the way, tell me why was much longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it
0: was like 10.
1: I would say 9 to 10 hours yeah. because each individual chapter uh, really kind of no matter based on minimum amount of time you could spend in it, at least two and a half to three hours mm-hmm. per chapter. So it was a longer game than I thought by yeah. a pretty big margin. Uh, but yeah, chapter one was so slow and kind of you weren't really getting to the core central mystery. Like you had this vague idea and it was it, it seemed like it was just going to be about Tyler kind of coming to terms with understanding how did his mother really think about him right and then at the end of chapter two we excuse me the end of chapter one we finally start to get some real like mystery stuff right because there's that twist of oh tyler didn't kill marianne allison did trying to defend tyler and tyler voluntarily took the blame pretended he was the one who killed her and he spent the past 10 years in juvie taking the blame for what Allison did. Yeah. Which is a
0: big, like, I was like, Whoa, it
1: sets up this phenomenal, uh, parallel of two different people, two different lives. And yet they're, they're twins. They're almost the same person, but not really. And how did this event impact both of them? So that was just great setup,
0: and two, it threw some wrenches into their memories of the past too, because th- this kind of whole side thing that's been going along as well is that when they were growing up with their mom, they kind of had this thing where they would write these stories around their life but like in terms of like a, ch- a children's book because their mom was an artist yeah. she would like have these wonderful drawings for them and it was called the book of goblins it's they were
1: very cute it, it is
0: she uh allison and tyler were the goblins and the mom was a princess and so they had like these friends who were referred to as like the 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 moose stalwart, the stalwart moose, moose the bear <laughs> the old bear frog a pelican and like and you would at multiple points in the game which i thought was a nice touch also you would have to refer back to the book of goblins as like a code and a for unlocking a puzzle or something like that. And so at the end of the first episode, you do solve one of these puzzles because it was like a lock on their mom's door to her bedroom. And so they use the book of goblins, you know, to be able to decipher it and you get in there and you're looking around their stuff, her stuff. And this is the first time that Tyler and Allison have looked at any of their mom's possessions since, or been in her room since that night. And they find in her drawer, a book about supporting your child
1: yeah, I think trans. the book is literally called Supporting Your Transgender Child.
0: And then another pamphlet that's like Them to Conversion Therapy.
1: Yeah, it's a pamphlet for con- some sort of b- bananas religious conversion therapy right. camp. Ugh. And
0: so Tyler's like, wait, why does she have both of these? Yeah. Was she actually not, was she actually okay with who I am? Yeah. You know, and all that. And so it was a very, and so that instantly like throws his world off because yeah. he's just like, I've been keeping this inside that she wanted to kill me and she hated me. But now that may not have been the case. Yeah, and like, so it le- was
1: leading up to this little reveal of the pamphlet, Marianne, their mother, is definitely portrayed like cut and dry as a murderous villain. Yeah. And this is kind of the first uh, chink in that armor that we get of ooh, is maybe that? Not. Was that just maybe how my child brain processed the trauma and was that not really the case? because from then on, prior to this, we had just gotten the bad side of Marianne but from then on the game does delve deeper into more of their memories and a lot of them were happy ones yeah. of their mom like being kind of a good mom she definitely wasn't a great
0: mom and she mom, definitely had some and she definitely had problems, problems going yeah. on
1: but it wasn't it really just the the key point here is that it wasn't as black and white as they thought it exactly. was
0: exactly so that launches them into this big investigation and chapter 2 is the the majority of chapter 2 is just the investigation yeah. you go to the police station you you know you try to confront uh, the chief, Eddie, uh, about his involvement because it looks like he he's like, oh, I wasn't there before. But then it turns out he was there for some reason because he made some like house call. Oh, also we're forgetting and creep me the fuck out. But at the end of chapter one, when it's doing the flashback and you see one of the villains of the stories in this book of goblins is the mad hunter. And you see the mad oh hunter God. at one point, And he's like – this hooded figure with really like a Cheshire Cat smile.
1: But like an entirely black, black figure. Face. Like black from yeah. head to toe including it's not really human face. Right. Because it just has these two pinpoint white eyes nothing else and just this massive it creepy It so cre- creepy. What a great creepy addition.
0: It really was. But it was so 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 creepy the first time it popped I was like uh uh-uh, uh no don't so, bring that into actually, here. Actually this was something <laughs> This that, isn't Resident <laughs> Evil 8 Village.
1: Yeah this was something that both I wasn't <laughs> expecting about Tell Me Why and that I thought the game consistently did really well. Yeah. And part of why I feel like Don't Nod's next game should just straight up be a horror game. Because I mean, some they did make the, Vampire. Some of the framing of, yeah. <laughs> I keep <can't> forgetting <laughs> I mean, Vampire that. was first, but yeah. <laughs> so just some of the particular, and I think this is something that, again, just really gelled with me more about Tell Me Why than Life is Strange 2 was a lot of the cutscenes and framing were so wonderfully crafted around horror yeah because even like the opening cut scene where they're kind of panning over the police station and young tyler confessing to killing his mother and all you hear is like eddie's voice from across the table chief brown Eddie. right uh it's raining outside it's dark there's thunder just the entire atmosphere of these more horrific parts of the game were so well done it was legitimately creepy yeah and they did it more than once and i was like oh this, was, sh- this should good. have just been a horror game. This is great. I loved those parts of it.
0: So I I completely agree. I thought all that was done incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, I just have a point that I'm trying to decide if I want to bring up now, but if I'll bring it up later. Anyway, I'll bring okay. it up later, I think. Uh, but the highlight for chapter two for me, because it gets to the point where it's like they go to Eddie. He's not giving him anything. Yeah. They go to Tessa and Tom, the owners of the, of the grocery store, try to talk to them they get some idea that there was some con- conflict there going yeah. on, and, and but then that still doesn't answer a whole lot of their questions. And so it eventually, and they talk to Sam too, same thing, and just I makes mean, more questions than gives them answers for things. And yeah. so they eventually realize, if we're going to figure this out, we got to look at Ann's case file. Yeah. Obviously, the chief isn't giving it to them. So they break in a la Ocean's Eleven into into the, the archives of this rinky-dink town. <laughs> Alaska. Which and isn't
1: that hard. They actually had a pretty easy time of
0: it. Yeah, that was like one of the easier puzzles in the yeah. game was getting into the archive. But then I thought brought in after that one of the best sequences of the game, which was the investigation in the archives. I
1: am so glad that you felt the same way about that point because that was one of the highs of the game. It was for me. so good. It was so fun.
0: Because you're basically in this archive room. There's a bunch of boxes. You have like a starting number that you know you need to go off of. And so then you go have to go find that box. Whatever and then you read the information from that file. Then you go back to the like archive computer and then which gives you more information to search on. And so you can go through and like change you're up your search criteria. Right? Yeah, exactly. you're putting
1: together all of these different criteria to cross reference these file boxes. And the entire time you're playing as Tyler in the archive room and Allison is outside keeping watch. Yep. So they're mentally communicated. Yeah, psychically, yeah. telepathically. Yeah, that's the word I their was getting voice. to. Yeah, they're communicating with their voice, but there's kind of this like low grade tension the whole time because yep. they got up there by causing a distraction they're and not supposed a, to be there. It's a really small police office. If anyone comes upstairs and finds them up there, they're in big trouble. Oh, so yeah. the tension behind it was great. And then just the entire process, I personally found super fun. It, it was, was so very great. Nancy Drew, and I loved that but, about uh, it. But I
0: did like, like, I honestly thought we were going to go in there, find the one case file, and be done and move on to somewhere else. But the fact that that was legitimately that portion was a good chunk of chapter two that you're just in there cross referencing, getting more information and pulling more of these, these details out about the story of the twins and their and what happened that night and the people who are associated around them closely. And so, you know, we'll leave some mystery there. You find out some good information about why, like what causes the conflict between the mom and Tessa who were supposedly best friends, but like they had some fight. It does raise the questions of what Sam's relationship with the family, like, yeah. cause he went through a divorce not long after, or like around the time of that. So there, that kind of puts in their head, is Sam our dad? Because why did he get, you know, he, we were born and then he got divorced shortly thereafter. Yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> and so, it just really kind of gives them these more angles and directions to look at. And so then at that point, I kind of feel like by the end of that whole portion, they are kind of more on the, Oh, Marianne wasn't bad, you know? And like, she was, there was something going on. And so that's when the game kind of turns to more being like, Oh, it's this mysterious figure, the mad hunter that she's been putting into their stories this whole time. This is somebody we need to be looking at because this person, like there's some relation here between like, who our father is and this person or something. There's, there's more to that. And that is the deeper core here of what's going on. And so then the chapter three is really that investigation into finding out who is their real father. And then obviously like what events transpired to cause Marianne to have the breakdown and then Tyler, and then obviously the nights where Marianne winds up being killed.
1: And, and it is worth mentioning, I think, that pretty much the entire time during their childhood, you know, kids don't really ever pick up on this kind of stuff. But Marianne was clearly in dire financial struggle. Yes. So the backdrop to all of this is not only is Marianne worried about being able to support her children, there's suddenly this threat of, oh, I might lose my children. Yes. And that was kind, I mean, that absolutely is what sort of pushed her over the edge to, you know, her, her being dead and it, and it is very much presented as was she actually going to kill the children or was she maybe going to kill herself so right. there's some questions there as well of what actually happened she was
0: just like at the end of her rope. She, yeah night. she
1: was just at the end of her rope because everything had been basically building up to this major break right and chapter two was was really fun uh also in chapter two something that they started setting up my favorite part of the whole game i yes if every every game period all of them 100 of games need to have romance <laughs> they just have to 100 so there's this point in and i was actually not looking forward to it but there's this point in the story where t- uh, tyler and allison go to the convenience store where allison works to find tessa because they want to keep interrogating her basically about what happened in the past she's not there she's gone to a cemetery to visit her own mother i think they said um so she's not around and they're like well farts what are we going to do now so uh tom the convenience store owner basically just says, well, I got a dip to go to a political rally thing. He's trying to be mayor. He's running for mayor. So he's like, Allison, can you close, Allison and Michael, the other uh, person who works there and Allison's friend, can you close up shop? I'm gonna head out. And they're like, sure. So Michael asks Tyler and Allison to help him basically close down the store. So Allison's made in the cash register and Tyler goes back to the uh, stock room to help Michael do inventory and basically just wrap up shop back there. And then it takes a turn. Romantic takes turn. takes a romantic turn. Because this whole time, Michael is being quite flirtatious with Tyler. Mm-hmm. And the minute, like the second thing kind of, cause I was like, oh, he's probably just being nice. And then the second time he made kind of a flirty comment, I was like,
0: like oh.
1: Never mind. Ooh, <laughs> it's going to be way better than I thought. <laughs> so then you get this really cute, because up until this point, everything related to Tyler and Allison has been extremely contentious. Yes. Every conversation you have with other people is explosive to a certain extent, or at least mine were. I was very accusatory in my
0: playthrough. <laughs> Which I kind of started that way, too, because like, it obviously gives you that option and those choices through dialogue. But – and that's one of the the things that's also like running current in the background of this is, you know, this is the first time Tyler's been back in 10 years. It's also now he – since he's completed his transition, it's just like he's now very wary of how these people are going to be talking to him. good reason. Talking about him. Oh, yeah,
1: Alaska. Yeah.
0: So like uh, for good reason. But like he is already on edge with everybody. And so there is kind of that – it it was nice that part with Michael because it was just like somebody in this town that he had no question.
1: Yeah, and it was just, so for starters, Michael is also probably the only person they interact with that is their age. Yes. Michael is the same age as them. So it's like, finally, a fellow comrade, someone that isn't these old, bigoted, rural Alaska people. Sorry, rural Alaska people. (laughs) (laughs) But so there's also this really cute scene where Tyler and Michael start playing, I don't know,
0: they like throw plushies yeah, at each other. They're just other? having yeah. a little plush
1: battle because they're throwing plushies at each other and dodging around the, this stock room, which I thought was super fun and cute. And at the end of it, they have a heart to heart about, like, because Michael, uh, you find out through conversation with him, I'm pretty sure Michael is gay. Yeah. I don't think they ever really exactly say, but he's definitely not straight. Right. So Michael isn't straight. He also lives in Delos crossing. He also has had a rough time of it. Uh, and they're just kind of talking about, you know, someday both of them want to maybe move to Juno. Well,
0: cause aren't Allison and Michael planning already to move yes, to Juno. Yes.
1: Allison and Michael are already planning to move to Juno and they have, or at least Michael has kind of insinuated to Tyler, like you should come with us, yeah. go to the city with us. It's going to be a little bit better for us there. And I'll so, be there. Yeah. And I'll be there. And that's exactly what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I definitely steered the conversation. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going all in yeah. on this. Oh, same.
0: I did too. I saw the hint of it. And I was like, I'm yeah. chasing this.
1: Yeah, I'm going to get the only available person in this town. <laughs> but at least he's a good one. Right. Michael is definitely a good character. He's an awesome guy. And that was like the start of that budding romance. And I was like, finally, <laughs> something to actually be excited about in this game. Which isn't to say that I didn't enjoy the rest of it. But that was the point where I was like, oh finally something fun and lighthearted right. to create a little bit more depth in what otherwise is a very dark game it was very, it was a way dark darker game. than i expected yeah. it to be yeah it, it was it was intense
0: <laughs> unfortunately though that relationship did lead to one of the weakest parts of the game where uh at the end of chapter 2 Allison and Tyler wind up getting into a fight because like they go back to their home Someone try is trying to, like, burn down their barn.
1: Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. And
0: then they, they, and they're they, like, okay, we because they're trying to hide something about, I'm assuming, like, identity. So at that point, we're trying to figure out, like, oh, okay, so maybe this mad hunter and their father are connected. And so they go down to the dock again, and, like, they start to realize some of their memories. But Allison doesn't want to remember because, obviously, it's incredibly traumatic.
1: Yeah, for her, it's extra traumatic because... She is actually the one who killed Mary. She's the stabby stabber. Not only was she the stabby stabber, as we've so (laughs) eloquently put it, uh, but she also didn't take the blame for it. Yeah,
0: and let Tyler. So she
1: has double the amount of guilt over this because, yeah, she killed their mom. And then Tyler spent 10 years in a type of prison taking the blame for what she did. So she. uh, I also wasn't expecting the game to go this route of expanding on how much mental trauma Allison has. right? Because obviously Tyler would have a certain amount of uh, emotional and mental trauma just from it being who he is in that kind of environment and for thinking that he was possibly going to be murdered for it as a child. But then Allison also has this laundry list yeah. of mental trauma of her own that I thought they actually did a really good job of exploring a mm-hmm. little bit
0: more. Definitely. First part of chapter three is a deep dive into that. Yeah, really, It is uh, through her interactions with various characters. But so Tyler and Allison have this fight because Allison's like, I can't, I can't she use our voice. I can't see these memories yeah. again. It's super, you know, it's super traumatic. And Tyler's like, but no, we need to find out because we're about to see who our father is. We've got to do this. Um, Cause the memory they're trying to replay is like one of the memories, one of the events that set off Marianne's eventual mental break is talking to their father on this dock yeah. and he's in a boat and all this stuff. And they, like snuff, they come to, across ap- across it yeah. one night when they were kids instead of trying to recede. that And
1: memory. the memory that they're trying to replay, what they're specifically trying to see is who that man's face is. Yes. So he's wearing like a hooded rain jacket the whole time and his face is totally blacked out and they're trying to recall his face and that's where Allison just, she can't anymore. She's right. at her limit.
0: And so that causes a rift in between them. And so when you're playing as Allison at the beginning of chapter three, you talk to Michael, you can tell Michael some things there. Uh, about what's going on and everything, and he kind of since that something's that's going on with Tyler, you wind up asking him if he can go like check on Tyler out at the house. He goes out there and his like therapy that he wants to do with Michael to help like lo- uh, sorry with Tyler to help uh, like make him feel better, try to heal the relationship between Tyler and Allison. Is he recommends that they go ice fishing? That was the worst part of the whole <laughs> game because the mechanics for fishing were. Terrible. So
1: this actually does bring up something that I found in general. And this could absolutely be that I'm just not accustomed to playing games on PC yeah. anymore. Because like I used to do when I was a kid, that Same. was the only way to play the Nancy Drew PC Mystery Adventure <laughs> games. But anymore, I play everything on console. Right. I didn't even have a mouse. So for all oh. the chat. For all of chapter one, I was touchpad oh, no. and WASD, which let me tell you was impossible. That's hard. Because if you're playing without a formal mouse, the you you actually can't. Maybe it's just the way that my laptop is, but you actually can't move and try to recall memories at the same oh. time. So I was having to like put figure out Putting myself in exactly the right position to then start to recall the memory, because otherwise it couldn't bring it into focus. Yeah. So chapter one was awful for me, more for that reason, because of the mechanics of it. Then I finally stole a mouse from work. (laughs) 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 I'm borrowing it, it didn't steal it. But I finally got a mouse and I took it home and I was like, oh my God, this is so much better. But even then, I did find that frequently the game. Just seemed to kind of struggle mm-hmm. to bring certain things into the right position for me to interact yeah. with. So it wasn't awful, but I did think that mechanically speaking, it was a little bit more difficult than it could have been.
0: Yeah. So, like in this fishing one, is obviously once you get a bite, which fishing you know is is been in games for a while. Some Boring do it great. No. Some yeah, it's a very it's in any game I played it. Fishing is like the worst side activity. It's like and ah, some just places like do real it life. better like Red Dead and Red Dead Redemption, I think had like Red Dead Redemption two had some of the best fishing. I think I've played recently the game. Then this is like the bottom barrel because you literally just sat there until something hit. And then you had to just hold down S for, I could not figure out how to make that gauge work. There was like a blue part in the middle where it's like the sweet spot. And then it was red or like, if you went too far to the left and the red, it was the fish would escape. If you went too far to the right. The fish would break the line and it would escape. But like, I could not figure out what it wanted me to do. I literally, I think on the third fish you tried, you had to try to catch, I was just hitting S at different intervals for different periods of holding it down. It was pretty brutal. For like five minutes. And I was was like, what the fuck? And then it finally would be like, okay, now reel it in. And you just hold the click (laughs) button. And then we repeat that a couple times. I was just like, I wrote in my notes, I was like, this fishing part, what the fuck, this is terrible. So
1: I was having the same thought, and I felt like the game that it probably could have modeled to do that fishing part much better is actually Monster Hunter. Because I don't know if you've ever really like casually fished in Monster Hunter, not. but all you have to do is like approach a pool of water. You can see the fish in there, and they're all different sizes, and obviously the one you want to aim for, you need to just line up your run- you cast it in once the fish bites you just click a button yeah and that, I, I definitely that agree that that's is. that's as complicated as it should have been because this was ruining my good time trying to woo Michael exactly and I was like this is really harsh in the vibe. <laughs> because they because it's Michael and Tyler and they're yeah. like maybe got a budding romance oh, going yeah. on. I was, was like there. these fish are cock blocking
0: me <laughs> <laughs> They absolutely were they totally so were I was just like, I don't care what's happening now in this side little conversation, as nice as it is and how yeah. wonderful that their relationship oh, is God. starting, I wanna be done with fishing.
1: Yeah, I wanna to get to the <laughs> smooching. <laughs> I'm not interested in these fish.
0: Which we got to. Which we did I, eventually we did get, to get to the to and it was worth it. But. I don't
1: I wonder like, was there anyone out there that didn't? Who the smoochy smooches? I don't know. I what forgot kind to check of, the percentages at the end. What kind of monster <laughs> wouldn't want that? I know. Anyway, so yeah, the ice fishing sucked. But the relationship between Michael and Tyler was one of my favorite parts. Yes,
0: it was very good. And so eventually, they do reconcile. They find this new piece of information that lets them know that, like, why the person was trying to burn down the garage. So the
1: people reconciling the were Allison and
0: sorry, Tyler. Sorry, yes, not Allison Michael and Tyler. and Tyler. They were already, were, yeah. They were KISS they, and I N G and all up in a tree. <laughs> and so, or sorry, I don't know, Frozen Lake. Yeah. And so um, they, Tyler and Allison, then later find more information that leads them to why somebody was going to try to burn down the barn is because there's apparently a secret loft in it that Marianne had put in that they've never they had no idea existed
1: which love that kind of stuff yeah anything hidden rooms mm-hmm. what a everybody loves them. you Super love to good. see it
0: just it love to see it and so that opened up the kind of the final area where that put all the pieces together for them literally literally because it's like you had to solve more puzzles like what the lock on marion's door referring back to the book of goblins to like and it's basically this is what shows that like she was going to try to potentially kill herself, potentially kill them yes. is because this, this loft is basically like her suicide note in a way. Yeah. Uh, like revealing what happened in her past to led her to Dallas crossing and what led her to have trauma and all this different stuff. And so it's all there. You uncover it through these storybooks that they've had their whole life. And you just really learn more, which then eventually leads you them to the like, okay, we know all this now we have to go find this memory. We have to see who our father is. So we are we have to talk about this, obviously. When did you guess who it was and how long did it take you? We're we're gonna say who the father is. So again, big yeah, spoiler. Big spoiler. But uh did you guess who it was gonna be, or did you like find out when they found out?
1: I had an inkling. And so the the game does actually uh, pose a, again, you love to see it, a blatant red herring. Yeah. The game gives you this red herring of, oh, Sam Kansky, that nice guy who's been coming around to the house and taking care of it and seems really hung up on his love for Marianne. Yep. That's probably their father. It's very much posed that way. But I still was pretty sure That it was Tom, that it was Tom Vecchi,
0: Vecchi, Vecchi, Vecchi. I say
1: Vecchi, whatever. Uh, So Tom Vecchi, because there was so much contention between Tessa and Marianne. Right. That was really kind of what clued me into it was, okay, we've already kind of established that Marianne, you know, a married man isn't going to stop her. Mm -hmm. That's not to say that she's a bad person. It's just that it's Delos Crossing. There are no available men. So she. Well, and it
0: kind of. Seemed that Tom, like I confronted, when I confronted Tom as Tyler, like I said, you manipulated her in doing it. And he was kind of like, I
1: mean, I didn't not,
0: but like, you know, so yeah,
1: it was, it was a bad situation. So anyways, uh, I didn't, I wasn't sure, but I was like, "Mm, that may have come from Tom.
0: I think I had the inkling I'll I'll post up in the discord, my notes, because when I play, when I play a game like this, it's very, my, my notes are more just like string of thought as things happen. And so like, there's a whole section in here, uh, because it was when Tom and Michael came to Allison's house th- at the very beginning of chapter three, which to like, cause they were going to check on her. Cause she called in sick for that yep. day to yep. work and all that stuff. And he was like being really weird and standoffish talking to her. And yep. so in my notes, I was like, Oh shit, is Tom, the dad. And then like a th- little bit later, uh, I had the thought cause there's that other guy on the ferry with. With uh, oh
1: Alexander,
0: Tyler and Allison at the very beginning, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, is he the dad? (laughs) Like he found out Tyler was coming back, and he's back. And then when Allison had that like panic attack moment when Greg's the police officer touched her, touched her hand, I was like, she's seeing something bad. She got some premonition from. Oh "Oh, shit! Is it Greg's? You
1: you had different ideas than I did because I
0: I went through everybody at one point. Then I was like, oh shit! It's actually Eddie. He's the dad. Oh (laughs) my god. And then I was like, it's it's Sam. I know it's Sam. And then it gets to the very big reveal. And I was like, and then in my notes in all caps, I'm like, it's fucking Tom. I knew it. Oh my it.
1: gosh. No, I never. So the 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 random guy on the fishing boat, I never had that thought. That's oh, yeah. funny. I just thought he was a random. If anything, I thought he was going to be some sort of. So the, the entire time of this game, it is absolutely worth mentioning that the townspeople most of them at least make an effort to try and accept Tyler. Mm-hmm. I think for me, at least the way that I played through it, the most bigoted person I came across was Tessa. Yes. Because I don't know how your interaction with her went at the cemetery, but mine was not good. Mine
0: was good. Yeah. Oh, like, you we'll was. Did it end with you kicking her out of your life? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mine, mine didn't <laughs> mine because you do find out Tessa is the one who gave Marianne the pamphlet about yes. the conversion therapy, but then you can have the conversation through here where Tessa says that she knows now that she was wrong.
1: So at the and end, ex- and
0: does accept Tyler.
1: Oh, so at the end of mine, that didn't happen. Oh really? No, so no, so we're all,
0: we're all hunky dory with Tessa. no,
1: no, end. no. we, I went a definitely different route. Um, so at the end of that conversation, this isn't even one of like the decision points. Obviously the decision that I made up until that point probably led to this, Yeah, but at the end of that, conversation Tyler asks Tessa point blank are you good with who I am mm-hmm. and she says no and the I think the exact phrasing that she uses is like it's understandable that anyone who went through your trauma would wind up confused oh. so that just cemented my idea of like I'm glad I burned this bridge with you. (laughs) So I was, I was, you know how I am. I was burning bridges right, left and center, except for with Michael. I was like, fuck all these people. I'm out of (laughs) here. So my interaction with Tessa was arguably the least favorable one for Tyler as a person. Whereas everybody else, you can kind of tell that they are making an effort. Sam Kansky, he makes a pretty solid effort. Uh, At least Tom and Tessa are cordial right. towards tyler at the very least but there's this guy alexander on this boat i think his name is alexander i can't actually remember mm-hmm. but i was like oh they might be sh- f- you know positioning him as like this this hunter this older guy this manly man yeah he's probably gonna be a big like point of contention here no
0: no, he's just, <laughs> he was just a random guy. Yeah. You never
1: see him again. <laughs> and I was like, oh,
0: well, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, though, like, I really did enjoy the story of this one I a lot. And I did, yeah. And I liked how it handled, like, obviously, like, introducing the trans... Uh, Tyler as a transgender character and like having that in like how it handled his story and his representation thought it was w- very well done. And in fact, don't not worked very closely with transgender rights groups and glad yes. and stuff like that in the development of the game to help make sure that that was a, a proper representation. And I just thought overall though, like it was so much better than Life is Strange Two. Oh yeah. And it was again, what I mean, it was what Life is Strange Two should have been I and agree. like how it was handled. And it's obvious I think they took the lessons from two to be able to make don't yeah. tell to be able to make tell me why. And so it it definitely ranks higher in terms. I, we still need to go back and play before the storm before yeah, we can have too. our final, our final like concise life is strange ranking. Because I'm am counting. Tell me why as life is strange. Like, I am too. I don't, don't nod. Doesn't but
1: it's we do. the same. Uh, so, <laughs> it's just life is strange. I know, three, like, We even all like know
0: the it. The, uh, the like save icon of like the flipping notebook. Oh it looks just yeah. like all the it's ones that all from the same. The other ones. You can't
1: fool us. Don't. No. No. No.
0: No. <laughs> but here's the point that I was going to make uh, earlier about this game and I think another reason why I really, really liked it. Imagine if this movie, if this game, excuse me, was an M. Night Shyamalan movie. (gasps)
1: Ooh, Like
0: All of the Village or Unbreakable.
1: I would have said like Lady in the Water.
0: I haven't seen that one. Oh, well. But. Guess you're not really a fan
1: of M. (laughs) Night (laughs) Shyamalan. <laughs>
0: but now the happening I've watched a hundred times. The happening. <laughs> That's the one where the plants kill people. Oh like. my god. <laughs> okay, I haven't seen that one. Damn. Uh but you know, sorry for the spoiler, but there you go. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> now I can
1: never watch it.
0: Um but no, because like, think about, have you seen Unbreakable at least? That's the Bruce Willis one where he's like David Dunn. He No. Survives. Oh my God. I think
1: I've it. only seen the older M. Night Shyamalan. So at first I was
0: making the connection between this one and The Village. Yeah. And you, was like, yeah. I see it. Because again, there's like the, an evil personified, the mad hunter, hooded, man, yes. or the hooded man, yeah, yeah. Uh, which the hooded man is the like the bad guy in Unbreakable. So you're kind of like seeing that. So it's like these people with a uh, supernaturally gifted person. David Dunn in Unbreakable, right? Or which again, I was like, okay, here doesn't quite hold up to the village because nobody's super naturally gifted in the village. But still, it's like this lie spread around this evil, yeah. This like unnamed thing, like the things we don't speak of in the village, yeah. or the the hooded man in in Unbreakable, and I was just like. This could work as an M Night Shyamalan it
1: movie. Totally could. So, and I mean, because there are actually special powers in this one. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's what I mean. Like yeah. they're, they're like telekinetic boys. You know, the icy dead people of oh, yeah. uh, you know yeah. of Sixth Sense and all that stuff. So it was kind of like I was kind of like, man, this could make a pretty we, sweet Shyamalan we, movie.
1: Plus, it does also have all of those horror elements that we talked ex- about, which he oh likes to dabble into. We should write to M Night Shyamalan, right? Like we know. <laughs> yeah.
0: The Last Airbender was a flop for you, sir. Yeah. But if you would like to take another stab at a I always movie forget that, that was him. Oh my God. What was he doing? If you would like to take another stab at adapting some other material. We've got a
1: way better we've one. We've got a for good you. one for you, buddy.
0: But yeah, oh, so I, I loved it. I thought it was a great game. I thought I, it was, I, too. was. Not that I wasn't like. I didn't want to play it, but it was definitely not like on my radar too. Especially because like, yeah, Life is Strange 2 was not the greatest. So I was a little nervous to jump back into one.
1: I think I was more... Just more than anything, I was just like, I just hope it's not bad. Yeah. Because I was so let down by Life is Strange 2 that I was like, don't let it be another one of these. Yeah. And chapter one had me so nervous. And then chapters two and three, I thought really wrapped it up. I will say that the final sequence in the loft, I found a little mechanically tedious. Little tedious. It was a little tedious. It was a little much. I thought they could have maybe done it in a more just concise way. Yeah. But overall, I definitely had a way better experience with this game than with Life is Strange 2. It will never be able to touch the holy grail of Life is Strange 1. right? But it did, I think it did such. It got the closest. It got the closest. And more importantly, with the material that it was working with, I do think they did a really good job. Oh, yeah. And something that I also found, you know. Again, like I said, I didn't know much about Tell Me Why going into it. I liked that Tyler's transition and his identity as a trans person wasn't the only thing that the game focused on. I was a little worried that that was going to be the whole thing, that it was just going to be about that. And that they blended it in both with Allison's struggles and with this broader struggle of their past and with Marianne and with the community. I thought it was all blended together to make a much more interesting whole than if any one of those things had been the only thing the
0: game focused. On. I agree 100%. Yeah. 100%.
1: Well, well done. Well done. Yeah. yeah. Well done story. Golf clap yeah. Forever. Golf clap. I would read that book. Yeah. I don't read books, but if I did, if we did. If, if, we they did. <laughs> yeah, if they weren't for chumps, If they weren't for chumps.
0: Uh, no, I actually have to say, I, I got just got uh, Sid Myers, the creator of Civilization, his memoir for my birthday. So I'm going to have Boo. to read that one. Sorry, a little tangent there. I can't uh, talk. I
1: just bought two more manga yesterday. What are you doing? I'm back on a manga kick again. Nice. We'll have to talk about it sometime. On a team
0: chit chat. a team chit chat, maybe. So we do have to circle back to this because we alluded to it at the very beginning. We said that Tyler and Allison's voice actors were fantastic. They and the did vo- such and the, a good job. Most of the voice acting in this game was fantastic, but we did allude to a couple people who were like, no, you, yeah. you need to shoot a little higher there, buddy. Yeah. Who was it for you?
1: I was never impressed by Eddie's voice actor. Yeah. I thought that his voice, he didn't do a bad job necessarily, but just every time it was just so flat. It was flat. It was so flat and so monotone. Even when important stuff was happening, because this is a big old spoiler, so t- tune out if you don't want to hear this. At one point, Allison, or at least in my playthrough, in my playthrough, Allison confesses in to Eddie too. that she was actually the one who murdered Marianne, And he adopted her he's yeah. her foster father now she calls him uncle eddie but he's raised her for 10 years of her life so he has this big revelation he's the one who put tyler in prison yeah you would think that that would be a little a more deal. impactful and yeah. just his is i mean i don't think his reaction was bad it was just more
0: when it's flat. already paired with flat facial expression, yeah. you need that voice you, to carry it. You need it. that voice yeah. to
1: carry it through. And just for me, Eddie was one of the weaker characters in general. So his, I, And I think that it was because largely the voice acting was a little subpar for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For me, I agree with you on Eddie's. I did have a couple of ones. So I was like, mm, could have been better? For me, it was Michael for the same reasons. Really? I thought his How? were like, I thought his acting was just very like the voice acting was just very monotone. I guess in, I just had one note.
1: I had my love goggles on. <laughs> I was a little
0: blinded. I, I, I had him just like, like a little that. bit of filter on it.
1: Okay. it was just like,
0: well, I, I see through your
1: life. I, like I was so, <laughs> so enchanted. <laughs> I was like, oh, Michael, you're so dreamy. <laughs>
0: oh well oh well other but i mean like not enough to where it detracted for i was like this is a terrible game but i was just i just noticed it a little bit more especially because tyler and allison's is so good yeah
1: i will say that i was obviously i don't know the ages of the voice actors that played young allison and tyler but they did a
0: good Mm -hmm. job
1: they did a great job especially for
0: like the scenes around like the dock and the the night and all that stuff yeah Yeah. Yeah. they did a really good good job job
1: but obviously the two the protagonists tyler and allison just did incredible and if you i wish that the framing had done this a little bit more where you do like dramatic cutaways from somebody's face because i feel like it would have made it a little bit better (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> oh, yeah, like, bl- oh no, what I mean is I wish that they had like cut to behind the characters while they oh, were like crying or I something see, I see, I because see. I feel like it would have made those again, it, it would have let you not be distracted by the facial yeah, animations, yeah, yeah. which again, we're not talking Mass Effect Andromeda here. No, it wasn't that bad. They were just more static right. th- than the emotion being conveyed really needed
0: i agree yeah but i mean again not a big thing to like ruin the game for me overall story was fantastic characters fantastic mystery fantastic i
1: would recommend would
0: recommend unlike
1: life is strange 2 would recommend thumbs up for tell me why yeah good job
0: so so yeah i mean unless you had any other thoughts on it really let us know you know if you've played it
1: Uh, i think overall i was pleasantly surprised you know what Give it up to Life is Strange 2 for setting that bar nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, it is now a top tier game because yeah, it top set, set game. us up for this one. But no, <laughs> I agree with that too. Like it, it it's nice because you definitely see they learn from the things of, yeah, that didn't did. work with with yes. Life is Strange two. They changed it and knocked it out of the park with Tell Me Why. Yeah, I, so, I agree.
1: I had a really good experience. If
0: you're looking for a great narrative, uh, investigative mystery game to play with some deep emotional tone, undertones and, and great and storylines and send fantastic, needed representation. representation exactly check out tell me why by don't nod because it's it's good it's a fantastic game
1: and even if it's not the best game ever at least it's shorter than life is strange 2
0: (laughs) at least it's (laughs) not
1: least it's not bad
0: (laughs) Uh, but with that everybody if you have played tell me why or have any other questions about it let us know write us an email at teamchatpodcast gmail.com comment below wherever you're listening to or watching the show find us on social media talk to us about it there join our discord we'd love to have you there and chat and chat about this game with you there as well but until next time everybody I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson, joined across the table by my co-host, Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next time.